show hope you're having a good one we're trying to make it better for you tonight tonight we welcome the very talented r&b sensation suzanne christine now she just released the new single the video for her new single level uh she's gonna talk about her career and everything she has going on you definitely want to check her out then in high tops we're breaking out everything everyone's talking about derek chauvin uh you know who murdered george floyd he was uh sentenced over the weekend his mother testified in his behalf um trying to uh, weekend descendants, but I don't think she got her wish. Then we recap the BET Awards. They aired last night. It was a great show, some great performances with her, Cardi B, Little Nas X, and uh, of course, the tribute to DMX. And you know, Queen Latifah, she took home the Lifetime Achievement Award, and it was all hosted by uh, Taraji P. Henson. So we're talking about all that. And then Monique, you know, comedian Monique, uh, she over the weekend got some scrutiny because. You know, she's been on this whole thing about women not wearing their bonnets and pajamas in public, but she posted a picture of someone who did have that on. So we'll, we'll break down all that um, in Hot Topics. But we're on we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and of course, our official website, the StephenIShow.com. Subscribe to us on YouTube. We definitely appreciate your support. And when we come back, the question of the day and Hot Topics right back after this. Oh, and Nair is back. See you soon. Up just because he called me babe And I don't wanna get my hopes up just because he ain't the same I don't wanna lend my heart out, I've been through this many times It's no wonder why I be shy, I can't help it My heart's golden, careful when you hold it Need a little tenderness If you're not content with what I come with Come with, we might as well quit 
back up again And I'm way too scared with my heart online Do I even really wanna try this time? Thoughts elsewhere, I'ma lose my mind Is it worth it? And I don't wanna dig too deep In this situation shift Don't wanna fall so hard Will I get back up again? Oh, I think I'm way too deep Yeah, I think I'm way too deep
Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Hope you're having a wonderful Monday. Want to remind you all over social media, Instagram, Twitter, and of course our official website, the StephenKnightShow.com. Look at our merch. Check it out. You might see something you like. All right. So um, before we get started, I want to send prayers to the victims in Miami. You know the building that collapsed. People were asleep 1:45, 2 o'clock in the morning, Surfside um, in the Miami area. So we definitely are sending our thoughts and prayers to. Um, th that community and the people impacted by that. Our question of the day, I actually sent it to you all wrong, but the question of the day is, how long have you known your closest friend? That was the real question of the day. Oh, Lania, okay. Lania, what about you? Uh, I mean, since he on. Right, uh, right. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna I'm do him. Mm -hmm. uh, oh my God. Uh, has it been like eight years? Eight years, okay. Eight years? Yeah. When yeah. I snatched my wig off and he fell in love with me. <laughs> and, and I can see you doing that too for some reason. It was at an audition. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> what about you, GK? So I, I, I be, for political reasons, I have, I have two answers. Um, eight years, which you just heard. Mm -hmm. And then I have a friend uh, from the ninth grade uh, that, you know, uh, no matter what, how much time has passed, we don't lose a beat. And wow, we've been friends. Wow, that's like 30 years. Oh, wow. 30 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. What about you, Naya? And first of all, Naya, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for, for having me back. Um, uh, the, the one that I think I've known the longest is uh, probably around Chike, around 30 years like that. Mm -hmm. um, we met when we were kids. And then the next one would be 21 years. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Those are good friendships. Yeah. My best friend, we've known each other since 2007, but there is a friend that I grew up with. Um, we went to church together. I've known her since I was uh, seven, year old, seven years old. Like our families know each other and everything. So, but it's good to have good friends, good wow. friendships. But yeah, I, I saw a story about that today. That's why I was wondering. Because some people, you know, become fast friends, like within two, three years, four years. And then some people, it's just that long, you know, um, 20, 30 year. It's a vibe. It's a vibe thing. I mean, I have I have people I've known that I've, that I've had friends with for an extended amount of time. Yeah. So it's, it's a it's a vibe thing. There's people that I was friends with for years. Mm. We no longer speak. Exactly. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. Well, tweet us at home. Let us know how long, is you, how long have you known your closest friend? Right, so yesterday was all about the BET Awards. Um, so, and this is the first time they had like a real, you know, people were, they didn't have to wear their masks. They were out there, they were in the streets. And Megan Thee Stallion um, earned the most awards and Queen Latifah received her Lifetime Achievement Award. Now there were performances by her, Cardi B, Little Nas X, and a well-deserved DMX tribute uh, featuring Rough Riders family. Now the show was hosted by Taraji P. Henson, who killed it. And Megan Thee Stallion uh, won awards for Best Collaboration, Best Female Hip Hop Artist, the Viewer's Choice Award, and Video of the Year. In addition to winning a couple awards, her own Cardi B surprised everybody by when she came out with her husband, um, Offset, and she showed off her baby bump, revealing that they're uh, having their second child together. Now, Little Nas X, he had the internet going crazy because he performed his song, and then at the end, he made out with one of his male uh, background dancers. So, BET Awards, <laughs> did you watch? Did you enjoy? What were your thoughts? I'll ask you now. 
Yeah, so I watched the IG version. I watched I watched the, the IG broadcast of, of the BT uh, Awards and uh it was pretty amusing. Uh the little Nas X thing, everything was pretty amusing. Um I, but overall I I felt good about what people people were feeling good. So that was kind of cool, you know. It, it was a moment of normalcy. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Chica, did you watch? Uh I'm gonna be the old man here and I'm gonna say no. Um I'm a, I'm a, I let them kids do what they're gonna do. I mean, it was, it's good for them. Um, I'm, I'm going to just say this. I have no interest too much anymore because they don't really market it toward me. Mm. You know, there used to be mm. a point in time when um, we would get excited over award ceremonies because yeah. such and such was performing or such and such was performing. But I noticed a difference in those type of award shows. And remember back in the day where you could see someone come on an award show and they would perform live mm -hmm. with a band and it would be impromptu live, not necessarily pre-recorded live. And you could hear a rendition of a song that you never heard before yeah. because it was done live, mm -hmm. not pre-recorded, live. GK, and what was in the what, moment. What was the last one that, that you think did market to you that you were excited about seeing? What, what, who was that? artist or honestly i don't even know if it was the bet awards i think it was but it was the one that monique hosted and she did her mm. rendition of beyonce in the beginning that was the last slamming yeah. award show that i saw shout out to auntie mo yeah mm. <laughs> yeah that was the last and i miss i miss that so mm. i don't really i'm not the host the that. host was the bigger deal back in the day right yeah, host, yeah. You, you would watch it to see who was because somebody was hosting you know that you mm -hmm. really really Thought was mm. funny or good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Lenita, did you watch? Um, unfortunately, no. And like Chike said, I'm not, you know, I. it's not for me, but I was traveling. I was coming back from Charlotte because mm. I was in Charlotte over the weekend. So I didn't see it. Um, but just based off of uh, what Nair said, the Instagram version. <laughs> yeah, now nah, like nothing would have had me sitting there like, ooh, I got to watch this. Like, ooh, let me sit down. I would, yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did watch, I went to actually a, a viewing party for it. And um, um, it was good to see everyone back out again. Cause you know, for so long we're doing these virtual award shows and people had their mask on. And, um, but people they just, they were just happy to be out there. And I think you saw it in a lot of performances. I will say Bruno Mars killed it. Um, he's in that group with the other artists. I can't think of his name. But they killed it. Yeah, sonic pop. sounds or something yeah. like that. Soul sounds. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and then um, you know, it was good even seeing the tribute to um, Queen Latifah was really good. You know what I mean? And she gave a great speech. Um, she had a picture of her mother who passed away recently. Her dad was on stage with her. Um, and I thought it was a good show. It, I think it was it was a combination of good performances, but also just people being having some kind of normalcy again. You know what I mean? But um, but yeah, so shout out to the BET Awards. The Taraji P. Henson did a great job. She changed like 12 times, hmm. but, she, but, she, but she did her thing. All right, well, just minutes before um, he was eventually sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison for the May 2020 murder of George Floyd, Derek Chauvin's mother, Carolyn Polenti, uh, she spoke directly to the judge and pleaded for his leniency and, uh, um, before his sentencing. At the point during the written statement, she referred to Derek as an innocent and not racist and a good man without even mentioning the death of Floyd. Addressing the judge, uh, Cahill, 
before reading the official sentencing, uh, Carolyn, sta she stated this. She said, excuse me, my son's identity has been reduced to the races. I want the court to know that none of these uh, things are true and that my son is a good man. The public will never know the loving and caring, how caring he is. Um, I always have always believed in Derek's innocence and I will never waver from that. When you sentence him, you'll be sentenced me as well. I won't be able to see him or give him a special hug when he's released. His father and I will most likely won't be here. So were you surprised that he got 22 and a half years? I know that um, 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 Al Sharpton and them said, this is not justice, but this is um, because of justice, George would be here. You know what I mean? But he's not here. Um, Chike, what are your thoughts? Did you think he would get this much time? Do you think he's going to do the whole amount of time? And what are your thoughts on all this? So to be totally honest, I kind of checked out when he was found guilty, yeah. just simply because I knew that the time wasn't going to represent the crime. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit numb to it at this point because we keep going around this, this, this Marbury bush and it just never seemed, we never seemed to get justice for the crimes committed right. against us. And um you know, I, I I wouldn't think anything, you know, less of his mother. You know, she, she did what a mother would do. That's yeah. his mom. She's yeah. going to be that way. I don't feel any type of way about that. She feels how she feels. Um, no one loves you like your mother. And, right. um, you know, uh, yeah. that's it. That's all I have. Naya, what were your thoughts about all this? Uh, well, I was happy to see those years, that amount of years. I actually didn't think that he'd get that many, but... That was one part, but more, more something I, I want to speak to real quick is what you said that his mother said he was a good man and all that. It reminds me of when we go to funerals of people, you know, some of our family members and, and you know, they was out here terrorizing the streets, you know what I'm saying? And everybody like, you know, he's gone too soon. He was a good man and all that. But you and I both know, you know, they didn't get killed because it was a good man. They got killed for the bad part, you know, and mm -hmm. that's what I see when I see the situation like that. He may be a good man, but what he got this prison time for was for the bad man. For the bad part, the balance of what we don't, what she doesn't, what she's not talking about, you know. So I think it's always an interesting thing. We, we can be good people, but he 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 made a very heinous decision. There are consequences. Absolutely. Consequences, you know. Lenia, what are your thoughts? Um, I mean, somewhat uh, like Chike, like checked out, but. Mm. You know how they say sometime is better than no time. What was the max? Forty years. I yeah, it was. It was like 40 years. Um, and even with this 22 years, there's a possibility of parole at 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, so at, at this particular juncture, he still gets to live his life and still be here, even though he'll probably end up with a boyfriend in jail, but it doesn't matter. He deserves <laughs> it. So I pray, I pray it works out for him and he finds the best relationship ever in jail. <laughs> yeah, because his wife left the minute all this went down. But um but yeah, for me, I, I I was glad to see the years. Um, I didn't think it would be as as long, but we'll look, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the future with the parole and everything that you talked about. All right, we'll take a quick break. Come back with some more hot topics. Talk about Monique. She's under fire for a recent post she made. We'll talk more about that. When we get back. Right back after this. We're loud, ain't nothing but us quiet. quiet. I see it in your eyes. 
treat you better His time's up, he knows Here's my open letter We could fight forever, oh baby Eternity's a setup now, baby
Shorty talking that shit, ain't no way around it I'ma stay at home, but I'm not grounded I'ma pour me a drink and put it on the rocks I'ma drink out the bottle and take a couple shots I'ma put my car keys in the safe spot I ain't drinking and driving, I fuck up with the cops I'd rather empty your bottle out with another thought Take a shot out the shot, like empty at the Glock Fluorescent lights on the top, I'm feeling real nice Anything can happen like we rolling dice Yo, the mood looks big, or am I just drunk? And I drink so much, can't even feel the blush Let's make a toast to the good life, just like a boss My cup go up and down, it's like a basketball Christine, who that, sue that, and you are now listening to the Stephen Knight Show. Sue that. Welcome back to the show. So, um, again, we're all over social media. Connect with us. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We appreciate the numbers are coming up for us. Thank you. All right, so Monique, you know, she's been having, uh, she's gotten some backlash because she's talked about women wearing bonnets and pajamas when they're in public, like at airports and things like that. Well, over the weekend, she took to social media and she posted a picture of this black woman at an airport wearing a bonnet. Um, and uh, they said the 53-year-old Oscar-winning entertainer and actress posted the picture. And she was in the airport. She had spaghetti tra- straps on, T-shirt, and uh, floral shorts. And Monique, she put made the, a caption, hey, beautiful queens, no shaming. This is the best you can do, the no judgment, do you? This is sent to me as example of what we're talking about that goes um, on in our community. However, this was, if this is not the best, then do better. Uh, being that ultimately the decision either way is yours. I love us for real. Now, many people are upset. They were saying that she was publicly scrutinizing and uh, believed that she was wrong for posting a picture with someone that, without the authorization. And the woman clearly was minding her business. One commented, 
me watching Monique post another picture of a woman in a bonnet and public in public on Instagram saying that she's not judging and then proceed to go judge them. One wrote, I can't support Monique anymore. She posted a black woman's picture on her IG page uh, to judge by millions of her followers. She, she's sending all of, spending all of her time coming after black women when we were the same one supporting her when no one else would. Now her whole thing is about people stepping out in public and having a good appearance, not, you know, putting up an effort, if you can, she says. Chike, was Monique hmm. wrong? Was she right? What are your thoughts? Again, earlier I shouted out Auntie Monique. What's up, Momo? Mm -hmm. Love you. Um, <laughs> so I have a personal policy. I don't like taking pictures of people out in public for that reason. You know, I, I, I like to protect people's privacy. I understand how I would feel if it was done to me. Um, again, from what I understand, Monique was sent that picture. She did not take the picture. And that was an example of what she's been on a crusade about. And it's about presenting yourself to the world as a person of color. There used to be a point in time, and, and it may be an age thing. It used to be a point in time when you went to the airport and I was groomed on this. You went dressed. You got on the plane with duds on, maybe even a suit, because there are some things that happen sometimes on flights when there aren't enough flights in coach or wherever you're flying and you get bumped. You may get bumped to first class, but you will not get bumped to first class if you're looking like a mud duck. They don't do that. <laughs> you either don't fly or you're sitting way in the back of the plane. Mm. Now, going back even further, if I challenge anyone to look at any footage from 1965 on back, we were dressed every day. Every day. Jacket, shoes, hat and tie. That was regular attire. Every day. No sneakers, no jeans. If you saw sneakers and jeans, you saw them on kids on the weekend playing. Even in, in, in my day in school, I, I think all the way up until oh, maybe fifth grade, I was dressed for school. Dress slacks, shoes, dress shirt. Maybe not necessarily a tie, but it was definitely a semi. You know, my parents weren't playing that. I didn't wear jeans, didn't wear any pullover shirts. It was button-up shirts, slacks, shoes every day. And what Monique is trying to get back to is a representation and pride in yourself when you come back, when you come out of the house. Part of the reason why we get picked on by authority is because of how we look. Honestly, I'm just keeping it plain. If you're out and your hair is all over the head and you got a bonnet on and that woman in that picture, I do, you were very nice, Stephen, by saying she had on floral shorts. Them joints look like straight up panties with a, with a camisole kind of top on. <laughs> and you seen cottage cheese, part of her ass cheek, mega thigh, mega calf, and it wasn't pretty. I'm just <laughs> saying. And you're out at the airport. You're someone's mother. Listen, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on the record. And my mom, if she was listening to this, she would agree with me. I would have grabbed my mother by the back of her neck and we would have went into the house. What the hell are you doing? Yeah. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know my mother, she never would leave the house with her hair wrapped. Like she, my mom was had real long hair and she would always 
she would never leave the house with, with a scarf on or anything like that. She was against that. But Lanita, let me ask you as a woman. So in, in Monique's um, defense, she didn't post the picture of the woman's face. You just saw her from behind. What are your thoughts on, first of all, women leaving the house with these bonnets on, pajamas on? And what do you think about Monique's take and was she wrong for what she posted? So I am in complete agreement with Monique. Um, now, I know sometimes, me personally, sometimes I don't run out with a bonnet, but I will wrap my hair. Y'all see I wear wraps all the time because I just mm -hmm. love wearing wraps. Right. But um, sometimes I have gone out with a scarf on and I just try to wrap it up. But I know that um, there, I don't want to go outside a certain way. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that it irks me, just like when I was just in Charlotte this past weekend, and we saw what she told me and my homegirl Tiff saw what she talked about, the bonnets and these girls walking and they got their baby kids and it just looks tacky. It looks unacceptable. And for me, going to the airport is about comfort. Now I ain't dressed to the nines, but I'm, you know, I'm decent and I'm not looking crazy because I like to be comfortable on, mm. on my flights or whatever. But um, I definitely agree with what Chike said. There, there's always been a standard for us. We had a blueprint. Mm -hmm. I don't know what happened to that blueprint when it came to us, but I know that when I'm out and I see people, our people sometimes, I'd be like, ooh, mm -hmm. why you got that on? You ain't got no real friends because they not checking you because I guarantee you, let me come outside looking crazy and that one right there, that Chike Evans right there, <laughs> He gonna say something to you. He I'm gonna get yoked up right by my fat right here. <laughs> he, gonna, he gonna grit his teeth and he gonna say something to me if I'm looking crazy. And I don't wanna look, I wanna be the best representation that I can be even sometimes when I'm feeling crappy. I, I don't wanna be presented in that life. So I completely agree with her. And can I just point out that wasn't a bonnet on her head. That was a plastic bag. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> well, now, yeah, I know. Um, I actually just saw an interview today with Patty LaBelle just on some clip I was watching, and she said that she likes dressing up for the airport because she hopes that her fans see her and know who she is and wants to come get a picture with her. Do you think it's a generational thing that some of these younger ladies, they're wearing these bonnets and wearing their pajamas as opposed to, you know, Patty, she's in her 70s, and she's dressing up to go to the airport. What do you think? Yeah, I think it could be. I think it goes it, it, it goes hand in hand with what do rags are and what they become socially. I think it's an effort to socialize that, and it's not our generations doing. It, it's just one of those things that is kind of phasing in through different generations. And uh, am I for or against it? That's not really. I don't really have a comment on that, but I think it's something that's kind of taking, uh, making its way to be more socialized and. Just like guys, you got guys that'll dress up in a suit and put on a do-rag that matches. You know, uh, they got different materials and all type of things. I think this is what's happening with that particular. I remember at one point in time, women would go, it's a style that women would wear. I would never see them wear out, but then I started to see it being worn out in New York City. Um, with the like, bun, that thing in the back? Like the thing on their head is like actually a thing that looks uh -huh. like a little, you know, it, I don't know. It was something, I forget what they used to call it, but it's like a wrap on your head, but it was like pinned down. You right. know what I mean? And it, it became very social. Um, you know, it ain't it ain't for me, you know, do rags. I did do that in college, but then I stopped it. it yeah. Something something just wasn't right for me in that. Um, but I think it's a generational kind of like. It's a fashion thing for certain generations and they just kind of they're comfortable that way. And 
for them, it's like, who are they getting dressed for? You know, it, they getting dressed and preparing for where they going, you know, so they don't really mm -hmm. care. It's almost like a representation, like they don't care about anybody else around them, not, not understanding that everybody and everything around you may have some part to play in your, in your future. Just like Chike said, it's because of the way we're dressed, but not only that's topical, he's correct. How we dress is how we behave. So if you dress a certain and way, perceived. correct. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it goes with your pride and your everything that Chike said, everything. It goes with the way you feel and you, you treat yourself on how you're going to respond and react to, to, you know, a police officer who's just asking you a simple question or uh, an authority figure or an adult or an elder for that matter. I see mm -hmm. people, you can tell by the way somebody dress, how they're going to respond to an elder yeah. know, for the most part, for the most part. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. You talk about the head wrap. Um, I know a lot of girls used to wear when we were in school, when we went to state. And I had this one professor real quick. He was a um, he was ex-military, and he would say no guys could wear do rags in his classroom. I remember one day this girl came in the classroom with one of those wraps on, and he said, "Was good for the goose, good for the gander. Uncover." She was like, "Well, can I ask you a want, question, Steve?" She said, "You want me to take this off?" She said, oh, I can't do it. Can I ask a question, Stephen? Uh, was, was that professor African American? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. There's, there's a thing that, that's not in society anymore. I don't hear people teaching it to their children anymore. And, and I don't know if you guys were taught this, but my parents used to talk to me about the black tax. And the black tax is you have to do 200% more than your counterpart mm -hmm. because yeah. of the color of your skin. Okay. And that, that was the, your, your exterior, your accoutrement and everything outward to the public was a mm -hmm. part of that. You had to look better. You had to be better. You had to speak mm -hmm. better. Your mannerisms had to be better. Everything about you had to be better in order for you to succeed out in public. And that's how I was raised. That's how... Absolutely all the children in my family were raised. So when we present ourselves to the public, it was in a appropriate fashion. Absolutely. No one Absolutely. could judge you. No one could pick on you and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never saw that. My mom, I never saw my mom go out like that. You know, yeah. Never. All yeah. my sisters, all my sisters, you know, I got mm -hmm. two, I had two sisters and, and, and it goes to say, like you said, it's a reflection of the women that we end up with as well, or the people we end up with. No, nobody that I've dated thinking back, they, they haven't, they don't go out like that. Right. They don't dress that way. So mm. um, I think it's, a, it's just like you said, what you see growing up and then a large part of those individuals that are comfortable that way make this thing a fashionable thing for those who weren't necessarily raised that right. way, but take to the norm, you know? Absolutely. Mm. Well, last story. Okay, so there's a sheriff in Robinson County, Robinson County uh, uh, in North Carolina. He was disgusted. He called this man the devil himself because this guy, what he would do, according to WMBF, 37-year-old David Graham would be outside of the rehab facility, drug rehab facility selling drugs. He was There were a lot of calls about someone being suspicious over there. And when they arrested him, he had cocaine on him, marijuana, and drug paraphernalia. And so he was arrested um, for possession with the intent to sell or deliver cocaine and maintain a vehicle for a controlled substance. He's been held in Robeson County Detention Center um, and his bond is at $250,000. Now the sheriff, when he first heard about this, he thought it was just a dirty joke. He didn't think it was a real thing, but he said the fact that someone would take advantage of someone's addiction and you know people are struggling with that right outside of the facility. Chike, when you hear this story, I mean, 
can you make this stuff up? No, you can't make this stuff up. And it's actually heartbreaking. And, and me coming from a personal standpoint, you know, I, my father dealt with drug addiction mm. and I would want the charges to be brought up on him like as if he was near a school. You have people, you don't know what people are going through in their lives to get to a point to even be able to go to a meeting to fight off that demon that they've been fighting off. Mm. And here you get to a place that's supposed to be a sanctuary of safety and you have someone there being a predator. Yeah. I think the book needs to be thrown at him. Like that's her heinous. It's horrible. Yeah. Now, yeah, when you heard this story, what did you think to yourself? Yeah, that's that's uh, that's again. I, I hate to sound like a puppet, but I, I agree with Chike. You know that that book needs to be thrown at him. That's he, he's straight up a predator, super predator. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's awful, mm-hmm. and he should pay for those for those lives that he's he's reaffected uh, again. Getting to that point of rehab, or rehabilitation, or uh, wherever the, these individuals were, uh, some of these people are on third, fourth, fifth chances, last chances. Insurance mm. is run out. Somebody's yeah. paying with cash at this point, and sometimes you know. So uh, that's very unfortunate that that's happened, and uh, he definitely needs to 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 reap what he sowed there. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I don't. I would like to be able to dissect an individual's brain mm-hmm. to try to figure out what would make you do something like that? What would make, what, how, how would you even come up? Like, I want to dissect brains to find out, like, where would you get there from? Like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to destroy mm-hmm. people in that manner? Because they're already fragile. Why would you want to do that? Like there's yeah. something in your mind that's completely off kilter. Mm. I can I can honestly say or, or think that he's probably not thinking that deep into it. He just has a place that's a hole that's yeah. quick money, and he knows he's going to get what he's looking for like out of diabolical. it. Diabolical. It's like you're, di- you're 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 fishing in a swimming pool. Mm. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, people are vulnerable, like you said, get to the point where they are seeking help, or you know, mm. whether whether they're there and then taking advantage of that. That's horrible, but karma has a way of showing itself. So absolutely. Now you're great to have you back, Lania. Always. Um, I know. Hope you had a great birthday trip, by the way. And Chike, <laughs> good. And Chike, I'll see you in movie reviews when we come back. We have Army Sensation Suzanne Christine. Learn about her single level when we come back after this. Oh, And erotic to places out of this world, none of which I've ever seen before. Baby, when we go, I just don't know how I can explain it, but I.
the night when we go up the two of us Taking in the full view of our universe Where we rule, we reign far away from any pain I just sit back and breathe And each time we arrive I just can't believe that you You took me there Oh, you said Oh, baby, you said Oh, over the clouds Across the moon And through the Milky Way Oh, baby, baby, you sent me over the clouds Across the moon And through the Milky Way We go high, we go up across the sun Everything that we know is left behind in that moment of time It's a I don't want nobody, but I want your body 
Hey, what's up, y'all? We're Rough Ends. And you're rocking with the Stephen Knight Show. Right here. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Our next guest is an R&B sensation who earlier this month premiered uh, the visuals for a single Levels to rave reviews. Please help me welcome the talented Suzanne Christine. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, Steve. I know you've been a busy woman uh, promoting your, 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 everything you have going on. Let's go back though to uh, the beginning. You've done a lot in the industry already, a lot. Uh, how did you get your start? Um, I think I would say I got my start from just kind of putting myself out there, going to like the open mics, mm -hmm. um, being a studio rat at first, which, yeah. you know, which means that I really wasn't like a performer or anything like that, but I would constantly be around musicians and uh, songwriters, yeah. rappers. And, you know, from there, it just was relationship building from there. Yeah. 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 And so where are you from originally? I'm from Philly. Philly, that's what I thought. Okay, you're from Philly. So yeah. obviously there's a lot of culture there and a lot of influence there. Who are yeah. some of your early influences? Uh, some of my early influences were like a lot of the older um, singers back in the day. Mm -hmm. And that's like Whitney Houston and yeah. uh, Tina Marie and Mary J. Blige, Keisha mm -hmm. Cole. You know, yeah. I loved all things R&B. I love Luther Vandross. He's another Oh, yeah. um jill scott and vivian green they're mm -hmm. from philly so you know i just felt more connected to what they had going on and stuff um but i'm influenced by all things r&b yeah i get that i get that have been watching any of the versus battles i've been watching some of them and a lot of times they're like i'm missing them and i'm trying to get replays like yeah. i gotta go back and rewatch. um I only saw bits and pieces, but SWV, yeah, K, like you know, because I grew up off of them. That was too, dope. So. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about you. So, I mean, you you performed inside of Keisha Cole, uh, PNB, Brock, Ti, SWV, Wale, DJ Khaled, Babyface. That's just the name of a few. Yeah. What was what were some of your favorite experiences um, performing with the likes of those people? You know, just having the opportunity to do so. But I will say one that really did stand out for me was the Keisha Cole. Mm -hmm. And that's because, like, I just remember, like, you know, um, blasting Keisha Cole. This is, like, yeah. before I decided I wanted to be a singer, mm -hmm. you know. And it was just like, okay, I used to blast Keisha Cole. <laughs> I mean, all the time, like ran it down. Yeah. Knew every song. And, you know, this is before I even was considering like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be an artist, I'm gonna mm -hmm. be a singer. So when I when I got that opportunity, it just meant like yeah. so much to me because she was just one of those artists that I really loved to mm -hmm. death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very relatable. And, you know, just to be able to say, hey, I shared the stage with her on one of her mm. tours is like in my in the city I'm from was like a big deal for me. Right. Yeah. And she was cool. Like she was mm. chilling. Like, you know, I've had experiences where I've opened up for other female R&B artists and mm. it wasn't the best experience. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas yeah. her, it was real chill. Everything was cool. You know, she wasn't like her head wasn't up her behind or mm. nothing like she was chilling. Right. Right. So what made you decide that you wanted to become an artist? Um, well, 
I, I, I thought I was going to be in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I tried to do things for my parents. Like, I'm going to go get a job. I'm, you know, right. I don't like to ask nobody for nothing. Right. I'm going right. to do this, that, you know. And I was, I was going to the studio and I was getting out of the studio like three o'clock in the morning, four mm -hmm. o'clock in the morning, you know, and then I would, um, I would be so exhausted at work trying to get up for work, you know, be there like by nine. Mm -hmm. And it take me an hour to get there with traffic. Yeah. And it just was like, it, I was burning the candles on both sides. Yeah. Like yeah. So I just kind of, it took me, it took me going through working for somebody else and saying, there's no way possible on earth that I could be here for another 30 years. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no, oh no, 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 yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, I loved music. You know, that's it was like it was like my heart was calling. Yeah, let's do this. Give yourself a shot, and you know, it took for me to say, you know what, I'm gonna take that leap of faith, right. and I'm just going to do this. Yeah. That's dope. It's working out for you. And you've done performances, you know, at cars like the National Women's March um, there in Philadelphia. And then, of course, um, you did something for um, March of Our Lives, mm -hmm. you know, against violence. Um, why were some of those um, uh, causes dear to you? You know, um, I've always had a heart for, a com for the community. You know, mm. growing up, my mom had me like in Girl Scouts. Yeah. I was involved in the church. and. Mm -hmm. And community is just where my heart truly, truly is. It's like right. there's music and then there's community, mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I'm going to start my own nonprofit. I'm going to get back to the youth. I'm going right. to get in this organization. And then when there's things, if I can be a part of a um, a movement or, right. you know, something that I believe, um, you know, should be, be changed, if my mm -hmm. voice can help heal or yeah. can help provoke, you know, change. And I want to use it for those purposes, you know, not just for the R&B love songs mm -hmm. and relationship songs, but I yeah. want to be able to step into the box in the realm where, you know, I get back through my voice and a part of organizations such as that. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Well, let's talk about levels. So I heard yeah. it. Beautiful song. Tell us about it. So, you know, devil, uh, devils, <laughs> levels, <laughs> levels is, um, it's one of my favorite songs, just mm. period, that, um, yeah. that I've recorded and that I've put out to the world. Um, I look at all my songs as babies. Yeah. You know, this is a baby I want to really see flourish mm -hmm. and I want to see this really make it global, uh, national attention because it's, it's worthy of right. it. Yeah. You know, um, it's a vibe. It's still. And it's very relatable. You know, there's a, there, how many of us can say that we were in relationships that we just thought was going to be good and right. it's just not good. It's just like, yep. dang, we fell off. Like what happened? And how many of us actually reflect on those things? Right. And we were supposed to be good. Like, you know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this situation from mm -hmm. the past and it's like, yeah. yeah, I remember such and such. Yeah. You know, things is going good. And then, you know, here come this BS. You feel right, me? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. That's how it happens too. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, um, it's doing pretty good. You know, um, yeah. we're just making our moves as a, I'm an independent artist, you know, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I support myself. I fund myself and my Got team. Got to. 
My team yeah. is strong. You know, they're always trying to make moves and make things happen and, mm -hmm. you know, make connections. And, you know, I'm just grateful and blessed on so many levels. Right. You know, yeah. to, you know, say, you know, this song has hit the radio airwaves mm -hmm. in major mm -hmm. cities, you know, and um, it's, it's, it's being supported. It's not all, but all the way there, but it's getting there. It's you know getting what I mean? there. It's going for yeah. sure. So tell us about the, where you premiered the video and, you know, it was a big, big event, nice event and uh, heard you performed and killed it. Tell us about that night. Yeah, adult night, spectacular night, um, full of amazing, amazing energy mm -hmm. um, at Platinum Sound Studios, where Jerry Wonder is the owner. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Jerry Wonder, if you don't know who he is, he is a, um, a producer, a, a super producer. Right. Work mm -hmm. with uh, Beyonce, the Fugees. He's very, mm -hmm. very uh, connected with the Fugees. That very first album, he played a big, huge role mm -hmm. in. Um, and so many amazing artists. And uh, just grateful, you know, that we were allowed to use their space because it's a very notable um, mm -hmm. uh, studio in New York. Right. And um, we had people come out, some people who were just getting to know who I was, some people who already knew who mm -hmm. I was, you know, um, we had Bel Air as I, as the sponsor for the bubbly, oh, and, dope, dope. you know, um, it, it was just dope. The heavy hitters, uh, DJ DP one heavy mm -hmm. hitter, uh, Haitian Pat, you know, helped put things together. And it, it just was a, a really, really beautiful night. Yeah. You say what hosted and it just was, it was great, you know, and everybody loved the video. They loved yeah, the video. Yeah. And that's what yeah. it was about. Yeah. So tell us about your performance. Yeah, you know, so I got a chance to, I did two and a half songs. Mm -hmm. So I did um, Fall in Tears, which was my very first, the, the single that really kind of made more national and global attention for me. Okay, yeah. Um, kind of put me on the map a little bit. Right, yeah. You know, it had airplay in a lot of different places. Um, and got a chance to sing another song. I did a project called uh, Vibrate High with D. Angeletti. Um, and we did a remake of Tina Marie's Out on the Limb. So I did oh, a little okay. piece of that. Yeah. And um, got a chance to uh, perform levels, you know, and everybody's singing along on so many levels. So it's just lit. <laughs> yeah, well, that's dope. That's dope. Congratulations. So what are you working on now? Like, what's next for you? You know, um, we're working on, well, we're working on getting moving a song because right. it is, it takes a lot. It takes time. It takes you know, time. if you're going to grow yeah. a baby, you got to cultivate right. it. You got to do things to it. You know, Absolutely. so now is, is definitely just continuing to move and push that. Mm -hmm. But there's, I have another video that I'm going to be dropping very soon. Okay. I'm um, called Harry. You know, I got some kids involved and, mm. and dancing and it's just a nice vibe. And then I have, um, I have, um, a project that I plan to release this fall. So just working on getting more music videos out and mm -hmm. more um, more content, yeah, you know, shows, things of that sort. I'm looking forward to my next show on Thursday. I'm going to be on a yacht. I saw that. I saw yeah, that. I'm looking forward <laughs> yeah. to that. That's going to be fun. I love getting on boats and just yeah. being right in the water. So yeah, yeah. be a great a great event. And I, I was on your IG earlier, um, and you you have some great content up there. Where's the best way everyone keep up with you and everything you have going on? Yeah, so um, best thing to do is reach out 
them reach out. Go to my Instagram page um, or go to my website, SuzanneChristine.com. I really recommend if you go to my website, S-U-Z-A-N-N-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. That's like a hub. You can find mm-hmm. everything there. You can find my Instagram, my Twitter, Facebook, things of that sort. But what I really want is when you go to the page, the first thing that pops up is to sign up for my mailing list. Right, yeah. And, yeah. you know, one thing I regret as an artist, I don't want to say I regret it, but it was a more of a learning lesson. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, when social media came into play, Instagram came into play, we, we ended up... Um, telling everybody to follow us on Instagram. Follow, right. follow, follow on yeah. Instagram, right? Mm-hmm. And that's cool. But now that Instagram is the way it is with its algorithms and how they don't show you the people that you're following, yeah. you know, you miss a lot of stuff. That's you true. miss that's all true. the content, you know? So, yeah. and I'm talking about, you get a very, very tiny, tiny smidget percentage of the people that you're following. Mm-hmm. So, if I could have did, done things a little differently and I would definitely advise any artists to do this today. And that would be to um, make sure that you have direct contact with your fans. Yeah, and most definitely. Most definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. you know, when you stop growing that mailing list or you stop growing even that text, you want to get that text blast mm-hmm. now because mm-hmm. sometimes people don't check your email. Yeah, You want to be able to directly tell your fans and followers and people who do want to stay connected to what you have going on that, hey, I just dropped a new music video. Exactly. Hey, I just dropped a new song. Mm-hmm. Hey, check out this interview. You know, you want to have that connection. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, but find me at Suzanne Christine on all platforms and visit my website, SuzanneChristine.com. And the single is called Levels. Yes. Thank you so much for your time. I wish you continued success and uh, have a great show on Thursday. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it. All right. With more information about Suzanne Christine, go to our website, thestevenightshow.com, and we'll be right back after this. Different than 
they'll never get it. They comment images, we more motion pictures, the vision. That's something that's so open ended. The difference, we did it from humble beginnings. Ain't winning if all love ain't really what's in it. Ain't winning if all love ain't really what's in it. Guess what I'm saying? Why is this in it? Why are we in this space? No other voices, no other noises. Put on an album, turn on a volume. Love in the shower like they close the hours Tryna vibe, tryna kick it with ya Give it two times, fifty with ya Feel like the time of your life every minute with ya Now I see the bigger picture We were picture. supposed to be good So many levels Just a touch
Stephen, that show, Adam, how's it going? It's going great, Stephen. How are you guys? Can't complain. How was the weekend in D.C.? It was good. It's, uh, you know, summer's here, so it's yeah, hot. It's good. Uh, Did you know how hot it is in different parts of the, of the country where they said never get that hot, like in Portland? Like one guy died of heat stroke um, by the pool. Um, it's just been so hot in different areas. Wow. Yeah, I heard someplace in Canada had broke its record in mm-hmm. 85 years of the hottest day, so... Because, yeah, you know, some places like in Portland, they don't have AC units because it never gets that cold. Yep, yep. So it's and like so they now they're, to... like, struggling. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird mm-hmm. to think about, but, yeah, climate change. Yeah, really. It's real. I'll let y'all take away on movie reviews. Sure thing. So the movie I saw just came out uh, on Amazon Studios. You can rent. And it is called Eat Wheeze. And it's kind of a – it's a comedy film, kind of a cringe comedy. Think of, like, a Curb Your Enthusiasm-style movie. Uh, starring Tony Hale, who is uh, best known as Buster Bluth in Arrested Development, or he was also in Veep uh, as uh, the the assistant of the vice president. And he is a man who is assigned to uh, kind of co-chair this uh, Penn State 25-year college reunion. And to do that, he doesn't have Facebook, he doesn't have social media, so he has to sign up and get social media, and he learns that Elizabeth Banks went to his school too, and they were actually uh, classmates, and they were friends back in the day, and he becomes obsessed with telling everyone that he he knows Elizabeth Banks, he went to college with her, uh, Elizabeth Banks is a big star, you know, and it kind of obsesses his life and what it does to him while he gets this obsession over this one person he sends her facebook messages uh later learning that he's not messaging her privately they're actually posts that are going on her wall and things like that so it's again it's it's um it's an interesting comedy um and it's 
I guess it's a good watch. It's a fine watch. Nothing that you would have to go out of your way for. But if you're looking for something a little different, uh, definitely check it out. It's like $3 on Amazon to rent. It was actually, it's a Canadian release. So it was actually released at the Canadian International Film Festival last uh, fall. And then now it's coming here for streaming. Nice. Very nice. Um, I, uh, I watched a few movies yesterday. Um, I won't even mention because I was in my horror bag and some of those movies were so horrible, like I can't even mention. But I will talk about uh, the My Life documentary uh, from Mary J. Blige on Amazon right now. Um, if you're of a certain age, you know exactly when My Life was released and you know the impact that My Life had on the culture when it was released. I was actually um, at the tail end of being in college uh, when that that project was released, and it such it's such an artistic staple in my life as it relates to framing the time frames of my life, and that was such a pivotal project because it was it was her sophomore release, and you know in the industry in the music industry when people release their second project, you know they call it the sophomore jinx, and that's what normally makes you or breaks you is how well this, the second project goes. And my life turned into this monster project and it became legend. And so 25 years later, uh, Mary decided to do a documentary to honor the anniversary of that project. Um, and we had people guest starring on the documentary. Of course, Puffy was on there. We have Chucky Thompson, Alicia Keys, Misa Hilton, Big Bub, her sister, Latanya Blige da Costa, and of course, the late great Andre Harrell uh, was in it. And actually, she dedicated the, the whole film to him at the end. Um, I'm going to honestly say, and I'm a Mary J. Blige fan, but I'm probably not the biggest Mary J. Blige fan. I got a little welled up, you know, hearing her stories going over the art that she created for that project. And I think during the time she was dating... Um, KC of Jodeci and they had a very tumultuous relationship. And then during the, during the time, of course, that was the era of um, radio. Radio was our social media. We didn't have social media back then. So we would find out things and it would be over the radio. You know, people like Wendy Williams were coming into her own during that time because all the stuff that we knew about the industry, all uh, the gossip came through radio people would get on the radio and talk about their own mess themselves in an interview. And that's how you found stuff out. And it wasn't instant like it is now, but we found out that, you know, first of all, Mary, I mean, yeah, Mary and uh, Casey were dating. That was a big thing. And then we found out that they didn't have the best relationship. You know, then little later on, we found out, you know, Mary was dealing with issues with drugs and drinking. And like, that was just a, a, a big tumultuous time period um, and, and when you watch the documentary, you'll hear everyone in the documentary talk about that as well. Mm -hmm. There's a tumultuous time period and they were growing into their own. Everyone's like around 23 to 25 years old and, you know, they're coming into their own and she was writing the story of her life. I thought that it was an excellent documentary. I think that it was a great story about the art that she created that shaped our lives and her life. Mm -hmm. uh, I only have one little gripe one little gripe about the project and that my friend, Ms. Faith Renee Evans wasn't mentioned one time 
And Faith came into her own on that project too, because Faith did a lot of writing on my life. And that's how we kind of sort of got to know her before she actually came out on her own is through those, those songs that she wrote for Mary, especially the ballads. I don't know what's going on with the ladies, but I really wish that she would have at least mentioned, you know, that Faith was a contributor to that project. But I thought it was an excellent documentary. I'm not surprised she didn't mention Faith. I mean, I love Faith, you know that. Um, because if you think about it, when she left Diddy, she felt like Faith, he he signed Faith to try to be the new her. Oh, I get it. You and that's why her and Puffy looks, fell out. I get yeah. it. But, 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 the fact, but the fact that her and Puffy she was are a contributing good, factor. They, she was. And the fact that her and Puffy are in a good place now, you know what I mean? They've been for a while now. Because um, I heard that her and Faith were okay. I, I, I didn't hear any issues, but you never know. You never know what goes on. But you know, I was shocked the fact that she never mentioned her ex-husband. Do. Oh, no, she's probably done done with that. But he had nothing to do with any of that. I like, know, but they talked about a lot of stuff that happened since then. <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell him. you this. Check out Jamel Hill's latest. Shout out to Jamel Hill. Um, Jamel Hill is unbothered. Check her latest interview out with Mary. Okay. Okay. We'll do. We'll do. No, but I thought it was a great documentary. I mean, I didn't, yeah, I yeah. knew she went through a lot because she's, you know, been very vulnerable, but I didn't know she went through so much. And there are oh, some yeah. things remember she said she would never discuss. Yeah. So yeah, Mary, Mary had a dark past. You know, yeah. she had a lot of things to survive. Yeah. And like even now, like it, even in watching the documentary, you it, can see the pain. It, yeah. Yeah. Like especially like even like when they fast forward and they watch they show her greeting fans and meeting, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. her disposition is not really she's smiling and she's warm. Right. The, it right. only goes but so far. I think Mary's like I think it's a seed inside of her. It's still in that's it. always going to probably be that way. But I will say this real quick: she was on the Breakfast Club the other day, and they were asking her would she would be interested in doing verses. You know, they had just fake yeah. verses. Jamel did too. She said, "What would that do for me?" I'm Mary J. Blige. <laughs> but they were like, "It's not about for you; it's for the fans." She was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I think she, I think she knows who she is now. But I do agree that some of that you know, her childhood trauma, she still is mm -hmm. dealing with it. You know what I mean? Even though yeah. she put in the work, but she's still dealing with it. And she's actually also said that, you know, the fans giving her the energy that we give her is what keeps her going. Yeah. 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 Is that it? Now, y'all see anything else? No, I didn't see it. What y'all think else. about um, Fast and Furious? It broke all these records and everything over the weekend? Well, it's a popular franchise, so and now yeah. that movies are like the movie theater near me is still not open. I think next oh, week they will be, but uh, like the landmark cinemas. But uh, I know AMC and Regals, I think, are back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I'm of that mind where you know people are going to enjoy the movies. I don't think any of the Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious movies are really good, but it doesn't matter right and you know you go in knowing that they're about to send a car to space right uh right. for this movie and you know that like was based on a meme that people did that you know let's do mm -hmm. it right and mm -hmm. so they'll collect their paychecks they don't care about plots and uh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so once once a film becomes franchised that way and and they'll have a number of car jumps a number of explosions a number of chases a number of shootouts and then the movie's complete they don't care about the dialogue. Exactly. They don't care about, you know, and anything else except if the stunts go off 
how they're supposed to. And the song I check itself. out. Like I think <laughs> I probably only <laughs> I think I probably only really watched the first Fast and Furious, maybe the first two, and then I checked out. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean their audience me. is 10 year olds and right. who's gonna watch it? So right. yeah. 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 they coming out of the pipeline? As we go, as we approach the summer, we're in summer now. Anything yeah. So Black Widow's coming up on the uh, the pipeline, and you know, in a couple of weeks, Space Jam. And I, I, mm. you know, I haven't seen the trailer. I don't know. The first one was fun as a kid. I, I've heard rewatching it's not that good of a movie. I don't know if the sequel's going to be any good. Yeah. I don't mind LeBron, but I just I you know, are we getting? And you've seen it everywhere, especially in fashion. Nineties are back, right? Yeah. Doing nineties stuff. And this is another '90s thing. Is I don't. I'm not rushing to watch the movie, but I will watch Black Widow. Yeah, even with yeah. reboots and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then of course the um, Aretha Franklin movie with Jennifer Hudson is coming out um, yes. in August. So that's supposed to be so really. Because, I think I'll be Oscar worthy. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I'm I'm really hoping that movie comes to be what we expect it to be just Mm. for the sake of aretha franklin she deserves that she deserves that um because of you steven i started watching the morning show um on apple tv you're welcome and (laughs) so i'm caught up because the new season starts in september so i'm yeah wow that's such a good show it's such a great show show. i I will i will quick sidebar that's so funny that's one of the usual like death nails for me if when i see a, when i see new show coming to whatever and i i don't do paramount plus i don't do amc plus i don't do apple plus but that's like a good way of saying i see a movie i'm a show i'm excited about and it's like now a pre- premiering on apple plus and i'm like oh i guess i'll never see the show right right, right. like that's just <laughs> i like i got too many streaming services no I'm i know there's too many of them yeah point. i'm not i don't even want the trial i don't want to log in i'm just tired of making logins and doing all that stuff but adam i think you i think you'll be very excited to hear this news guess what comes out next week big brother what the next <laughs> you know season do we it's already start- I think it's on the seventh or the ninth, they, the seventh or ninth. Yeah. Did they spoil who's going to be on it already? Or they no, they have not. The they keep showing. They keep showing clips from old people, you know, old cast mem- uh, members. But it, it does uh, hit next week, Ooh, so wow. that'll be a know, great after Fourth of July situation. Yeah, I know one of us on this call can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there are two more films that I'm looking forward to. Um, Amazon: The Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt. I'm looking forward to that. I keep seeing the promos for that. It looks interesting. And um, probably, of course, we talked about Black Widow. And then there's another film with my sweetheart. I love her forever. Regina King, even though she's not the star of this, uh, it just Elba is. And it's called The Harder They Fall. And it's going to mm. premiere on Netflix. I, and it's a Western. That's nice. I so can't wait. Yeah. Now, are you a Purge person, Chica? I know we're, we're probably running out of time. But are you going to watch that Purge Forever movie coming out have you heard about i don't know i'm not a purge person but i was curious so i'll slide in the purge if there's nothing else going on okay but by this time i'm purged out like it was <laughs> it was nice for the first maybe three movies but it's like saw for me i like i've checked out like, okay I'm, I'm okay right, purge though we'll see we'll see yeah. it depends on the, the moment you know yeah yeah well, guys, as yeah. always, thank you for letting us know. Oh, you got something to say? I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, speaking of that, you know that they're coming out with another Halloween. 
Oh, give it up yeah. okay <laughs> no but it's a classic cold classic all right well guys thanks for always letting us know what to spend our money and our time on and what not to have a great week and we'll see you again next 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 monday well right. actually not the following monday it's a holiday yep <laughs> see you in a couple weeks all right right back after this show now it's time to highlight our black owned business we have funky flair boutique it's in marietta here in atlanta uh marietta georgia um but it's a nice boutique with funky flair clothing but check them out there'll be a link in our bio want to shout out and thank uh suzanne um uh christine for joining us tonight her single level is available now as well as the video on youtube have a great week. Have a great 4th of July. And we'll see you the following week. Right back. Have a good night. Everything's going to be all right.